Let's begin our message this morning in prayer. Lord, we love you and we thank you. Um, we thank you for being faithful. We thank you, Lord, for ultimately showing us what the goodness of the Heavenly Father looks like, what the faithfulness looks like, and what your love looks like. And so, Lord, today, um, I pray that we would grow. pray that we would recognize and be incredibly thankful for who you are and incredibly thankful for um, the fathers, the parents, the father figures, the leaders in our lives who exude your goodness and your love. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So yes, happy Father's Day to myself included. Um, had a good day yesterday with my family. Uh, I asked for an experience because those have kind of been lacking lately, right? So we uh, had a little trip down to Altoona and got some Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, had to sit in the drive through line for a long time because they didn't have the lobby open yet. Uh, so we did that and got to go for a walk on one of our favorite bike paths down there. Um, and then uh, we got to have lunch with some really good friends from down there as well. So it was a good day for me. Uh, we also went to Bass Pro Shop. I would not recommend going there on Father's Day weekend. Uh, whoever also bought all the kayaks, shame on you. Uh, there is not a kayak to be found in the store. Not that we were going to get one, uh, but it seems a little bit interesting uh, down there. So, uh, busy day there. So, anyway, um, I've reflected a bit uh, on my own dad and my own parents uh, in preparation for this this week and my own journey of also being a father to my kids. And uh, my dad, both of my parents really, did a lot to show the value and the importance of our faith. And I remember my dad saying one evening before, I think it was a high school dance or something, uh, as I left the house, he said, remember you're a Christian. A subtle reminder uh, that following Jesus was to be my anchor in the midst of whatever temptations could have come up that evening. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that my parents were willing to give me those reminders. Um, even if they didn't give me lengthy conversations, they were always modeling the importance of faith in our lives. My dad taught kindergarten Sunday school for almost two decades. Uh, thinking back on his personality and how quiet and introspective he tended to be, that's still a miracle. And um, he also played piano for them and accompanied them. He, he also took a few years teaching confirmation during the years when I was in confirmation. Um, mind you, this is a big church, so he, I think he had eight or ten boys in his class, uh, and there were seven or eight other confirmation leaders just for my grade. I think there were 80 kids in my confirmation class. Uh, but most of all, uh, my mom and dad, like I said, did a great job prioritizing faith. Uh, church was absolutely part of our life rhythms. We didn't schedule anything on Sunday mornings because uh, my dad and my mom thought that that was a very important thing to be part of every week of our lives. Uh, we uh, had prayers at meals, and we read the scriptures daily. My dad would pull out his old King James Version zipper confirmation Bible uh, and read a short passage of scripture every dinner time that we ate together as a family. And my parents ultimately, in many ways, quietly passed on a lot of wisdom and faith. Now, our culture has a very ambiguous message about what it looks like to be a father or to be a parent, right? The sort of cultural norms and expectations that you may have grown up with or even that I may have grown up with, don't necessarily hold true in our culture today. Or any parent, I mean, do, do we be best friends with our kids, or should we be authoritarians? 
Uh, should fathers have a leadership role in the family, or should it be the mothers, or should it be them together? Um, what does that look like for a household where the father or the mother isn't present? Should moms and dads show their kids their actual feelings and be vulnerable? Or do we need to put up guards in certain areas of our lives? There's so many things that come into play. What is masculinity? What is femininity? And there are many, many competing ideologies in our culture about all of those things. Personally, I've been convicted lately that there's never been a more important time in our lives to immerse ourselves in God's word and to learn what God is imparting to us out of his heart and his wisdom through the scriptures and through our discussion and wrestling with these scriptures together as his people. Ultimately, I think we want our lives and our hearts to be like Christ in every way, right? Following Jesus means we strive to become more like Jesus in every way possible. And we cannot trust our culture to mold us into Jesus. The scriptures offer many examples of what a father looks like, what parenting looks like, and what following Christ looks like in any context. We need to remember that in Christ, we, we are to take on our full identity as fathers or as parents or as leaders according to Christ and not according to our culture. According to Christ, to Jesus, not our culture. Jesus is our foundation. Jesus is our anchor. And that's where it has to begin for us. Two brief examples we picked from Scripture today. Uh, the first, uh, Deuteronomy 6, 1 through 9, and I'm going to read a portion of that again for you. Starting with verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as a symbol on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and of your gates. God's people are instructed to impress on their children the love of God. That's not a passive sort of action. That's a that's a very active, intentional sort of action. God's people are instructed to talk to their kids at home and away from home, in the evening and in the morning, when you're walking, when you're sitting, when you're eating, when you're playing. From a very early point in scriptures, we see that the parents are entrusted with something even more valuable than our call to provide safety and clothing and food and and you know, those, those very baseline needs, we are entrusted with something even more valuable. And that is the very love of God and passing that on to our kids. That's a high calling, and it's a little bit scarier than putting food on the table for many of us. Because we don't always feel like we know how to do that. And I think that's normal. You're not alone. So how do us as fathers show this to our children? No matter the age of your kids, how do you show this? Not, not just in word, but in action, not just in action, but also speaking the words that are very important for our kids, our children, uh, no matter what age they are, to hear from us. Trust me, if you never talk about your faith or your love of God, your kids might have a lot harder time experiencing that love for themselves if you're not also having conversations about it. This is one of the areas where um, my parents set a great example 
through action, but we didn't have tough conversations in light of faith. Um, my parents leaned a little bit more on the, this is, this is what you're going to do, this is the law, the because I said so, which I, saying I would never say that to my kids, say it all the time. But we never had these tough conversations in light of our faith. Or rarely we did. I shouldn't say never. And it took me far longer than it needed to to appreciate my parents' faith formation in my life. I think part of that's on me because I was independent and stubborn. But part of that, too, is on my parents for not having tough conversations with me as much as they could have. Impress on your children God's love. Impress it on them. Show them. Talk to them about it. Tell them how important it is. Tell them how much more important it is than even their own safety, than even the food on the table, than even the clothes on their back. And talk about your faith and God's love for you with your children. Share your story. Share your experiences in Christ. Share the reason that you have faith. Our other scripture we heard this morning is the prodigal son story from Luke chapter 15. And you've certainly heard many sermons on the prodigal son parable before. We often identify with the son who leaves, or we identify with the son who stays, right? One son rejects the father's work and the blessing and the family, and he takes his share and takes off. And then one son accepts those things, but then in the end he ends up harboring resentment towards the son who returns home. So that's where we see ourselves in this story, typically. And we see the, the actions of the Father representing God. Uh, but if we are to be called to be more Christ-like in how we lead and parent and how we act, what if we put ourselves in the place of the Father this morning? What is God growing in us? What is God molding us to be so that we can see ourselves in light of the Father in this prodigal son story? Whether you are a father or mother or want to be one someday, whether you are just a leader of kids, whether you are a grandparent or a great-grandparent, put yourself this morning in the shoes of that father, the sandals of that father. Whether you are a father or mother, how, how would you react to seeing that child come over the hill? The kid that you thought didn't want anything to do with you and left how would you react to seeing that child come over the hill? How would you respond? How we model love and forgiveness matters, doesn't it? Not just in our actions, but in our words as well. So how do you respond to that son who returns home? And then, again, we're in the shoes of that father right now. How do you handle the faithful son who stayed home but felt resentment? towards the other one who had left. How we affirm and honor faithfulness also matters, doesn't it? How we model love and forgiveness matters. How we affirm and honor faithfulness also matters in anyone that we're leading, in anyone that we're parenting or shepherding. Here's what I think we're supposed to hope for here. Uh, here's what we can learn and grow and hope for. I I hope that if, if we can see ourselves in the Father's shoes here, whether we're here today or not, here's what I hope we can grow into. I hope that we handle these things with grace, passionate grace, not passive grace, grace that shows our love and shows our intentionality and communicates 
our hearts. Uh, I hope also we handle it with love, with unconditional love. The father who pulled up his robes and ran to that son who returned showed a joyful, unconditional love. It did not matter what that son had done. It did not matter what that son had rehearsed to say. It mattered that he got to be with his son again. Unconditional love. I, I hope that we also handle this with explanation because words do matter. And how we talk about these things also matter. It is needed for him to explain his actions to the son who's returning. And then it is also needed for him to explain his actions to the son who stayed. And he also honors that son's faithfulness. I hope we also handle this with restoration. Forgiveness and restoration are not necessarily the same thing. Being forgiven by somebody is not necessarily being restored to relationship. That takes a little more time and a little more work. But what we see in the prodigal son story is the father catalyzing restoration by putting his robe and his ring on that son and throwing him a party. He's acting out and he's showing that it might not be easy, but this is how we love you. This is how we feel about you. This, this party is what life is supposed to be about with us together. And I hope that in all things we handle these situations with the love of Christ. So what is the heart of God for fathers on this Father's Day? What is the heart of God for all parents, grandparents, great-grandparents? For anybody who has someone looking up to them, no matter what the age is. What is the heart of God for you? I think this parable gives us a really good picture of that. It gives us a vision to pursue in our lives of how we lead and parent and love those who are in our lives and in our sphere of influence. So a few takeaways I'd love for you to continue thinking about this week. So a few takeaways. First of all, um, and this, this one is really important, don't underestimate the importance of having faith conversations verbally. Even if it's hard to talk to your kids at whatever age and stage they're at, um, don't underestimate that importance. Fathers, talk about it with your kids. Everyone, too, who has somebody looking up to them. It matters. If church is a Sunday-only thing or an at-the-church-building thing, the likelihood of your kids being active in the church when they get to college or graduate college is very low, now more than ever. And that's not me talking. That's tons of research and statistics that I can point you to if you want to dig into that. But if church is a Sunday-only thing or an in-the-building-only thing, if faith is an in-the-church-building-only thing, the likelihood of your kids growing up uh, to continue that in their lives, to see the importance of that in their lives, it's a very low probability. If your kids only see your faith on Sunday morning, but the rest of your life looks like everything else they see in culture, the odds are that that faith isn't going to end up being very important to your kids either. That's the reality, and that might be hard to listen to today as you reflect on your own life. But have faith conversations with your kids. Make that just an important, as important of a thing at home as it is in church, or on the ball diamond, or the basketball court, or in the scout troop. Whatever it is that you are, are doing with your kids, uh, hopefully something, make those conversations just as important as being part of a church is. The second thing is this, 
realize the love that God has shown from you, for you. Realize the love that God has shown you personally as a father, as a mother, as a parent, as a leader. Um, a lot of our passion flows out of how, how we view ourselves and believe ourselves. And when we're talking about faith and sharing our faith, um, the more we realize who God is and, and how much he loves us, the more that's going to overflow into our conversations and into our actions. We see the son's father from this parable in Luke. The father could not withhold the love and compassion that he had for his son. God's radical grace running to us. Uh, God's love being described as reckless. Uh, it's so like front and center for him. He went to the length of the cross so that we could have restor restored relationships with him. This is the love that God offers to us, through us, that we may show it to our own families and kids. So, so have the important conversations, but two, dig deep into realizing God's love for you. And then the third thing to remember today is, is God's grace. Because none of us are perfect at this whole parenting leading thing, right? Some of our lives look very different. Our own experiences with our own parents have a lot to do with how we parent. But let's remember God's grace for us today. Today is a new day, and the imperfection and failures of our past don't have to define our today or our tomorrow. Because God forgives. He showers us with grace and love. In Christ, we have hope, and we have motivation, and we can have success. Yeah, we can actually be better at parents. We can actually be better leaders. We can learn to lead by example. We can learn to have hard conversations about faith, even when it makes us uncomfortable. We can grow in all of those areas to be better parents, to be better kids, to be better examples of the faith. In Christ, we can love and bless our kids as God intends for us to do. So don't view this as something far out there and unattainable that you shouldn't even go for. Point your ship in the right direction and ask for God's help, and you'll go in that direction, and you'll see improvement, and you'll see things grow and get better. So don't underestimate the importance of having faith conversations. Realize the love that God has shown you, and remember God's grace. Today is a new day. So... My challenge for you today is to, first of all, keep those things fresh this week. Be, being a father, for me, it's uh, 365 days a year till the day I pass away. That's what it's going to be. And uh, it's not just a Father's Day thing. Every day is an opportunity to grow and to seek God's love and goodness. So keep these things on your heart and your mind. And then ask yourself, what is your life going to look like an hour from now, a day from now, a week from now, a year from now? How... Are you going to take what you've professed to be important in Christ and how are you going to lead by example in the life of your kids and any who looks up to you? Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for showing us so much richness and goodness and even giving us clear instructions in the scriptures of how important it is for us to be leaders in the faith, whether we are vocationally called to be pastors or whether we are vocationally called to be parents. Lord, I pray that you would embolden us and encourage us to talk about our faith with those who we love. And Lord, if we don't feel like we have the words, I pray, Lord, you would start forming those in our hearts and minds so that we do. Would your Holy Spirit lead us in that? And Lord, too, I pray that each of us would have a very deep sense of the realization that you love us tremendously and unconditionally. Lord, I pray that we can experience 
the love of the Heavenly Father in a way that will show that same love to our kids and grandkids. And again, any who look up to us that you have called us to speak life into. And Lord, today, remember, remember that we need your grace and remind us of that. Lord, help us to accept your forgiveness and grace in the areas of our life where we have come up short. And help us to start a new day with you leading us, pointed in the right direction. And all these things we pray in Jesus' holy name. Amen.